Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about how to test for inflammation. Okay, we're going to be talking about the test that can be used to tell whether your body has acute inflammation, meaning inflammation that just recently started, probably within the last, let's say, you know, one to six weeks, and then chronic inflammation. That's inflammation that's been present in your body for a long period of time. Um, and that chronic inflammation is the thing that you really need to worry about. Both types of inflammation, acute and chronic, do pose problems and are obviously not ideal if you're focusing on optimal health. And you should know at least how to test for these things, um, especially if you're somebody who's interested in keeping your health um, at its optimal peak and also at preventing disease from happening to your body in the future. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist and I specialize in, in helping people with thyroid problems, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today is about inflammation. So the reason I care a lot about inflammation, and by the way, I use most, I'll, t I'll talk to you about the specific tests and I'll tell you which ones I order on pretty much every single patient. But I am ordering at least these top three on every single patient. Now I see a ton of patients who have thyroid conditions and I'm gonna to explain to you why these uh, tests are particularly important for that group of people. But the, the, um, the tenants that we're gonna be talking about do apply to pretty much everyone. So these are things that you should know because really what you want, why you care about inflammation is because, is because it is a early warning sign that something wrong is happening in the body. So inflammation increases your risk of developing autoimmune disease, it advances uh, aging, um, it increases your risk of virtually all diseases, including cancer, cardiovascular disease, stroke, etc. So you really just don't want inflammation in your body at all. But what these tests tell you is just that inflammation is present. They don't tell you why the inflammation is present. But if you can find out that inflammation is there, well, then you can take steps to look at those, those things that might be potentially causing inflammation and treat them. So inflammation I like to, I like to test for because it kind of helps patients to understand why they should be doing something. Uh, for instance, let's say you're not eating very healthy um, and we order these tests and we see high levels of inflammation. I might say, hey, this is obviously an, um, an indication that the food that you're consuming is really impacting your body negatively. And maybe you are just six months or 12 months away from developing an autoimmune disease, from developing chronic fatigue or developing a thyroid problem or whatever it is. So if you can reverse these things, well then that will go a long way to helping your health in the long run. So let's talk about these. Now, the first three I wanna mention are the ones that I order on every single patient. So I would strongly recommend that you get these things. The first one is ESR. And yes, it's abbreviated, abbreviated that way and it stands for erythrocyte sedimentation rate. It's a really old school test and one of the first tests that um, doctors really learn about in testing for inflammation. And what it has to do with is it really tests how sticky your blood is. Um, and so they stick it in a tube and they let it fall and then they time it um, and then they get a value. So in the setting of ESR, you want this value to be very low. So if it's generally less than 20, sometimes 20 to 28, it kind of depends if you're a man or a woman, depends on the lab that you're looking at, but generally the lower, the better. Once you start getting numbers higher than 20, that is a sign that something is wrong. It doesn't say why, it just says inflammation is present in the body. We don't really know why, I mean, unless you get additional tests, which we'll kind of talk about in a minute but it's not a good sign. So you want to be ordering the ESR. Again, it's very cheap, very easy to get. One of the first tests, and I almost, in fact, I do pretty much order it almost every single time, um, at least when I'm seeing new patients. So get the ESR. The next one is CRP. Now this stands for C-reactive protein. And it is a protein that is released when inflammation, when, when inflammation is present, okay? So you can get two types of CRPs. The CRP that I generally get is just the regular run-of-the-mill CRP, um, but the alternative is something called HSCRP, which stands for high-sensitivity CRP. Now, this is better for looking at your heart, okay? So high-sensitivity CRP 
is a lot more sensitive in develop in identifying really really early inflammation and the reason i say it's better for your heart because this is often used to identify your risk of cardiovascular disease now in the patient patients that i generally see i'm not too worried about cardiovascular disease because i'm seeing uh, generally women who are under their they haven't hit, hit menopause yet which is generally what increases the risk of cardiovascular disease in women um, and they are usually like in you know that age range so that's not typically a problem, although I will get it from time to time depending on the age of the patient. But CRP tends to be better when you're looking for that more chronic systemic inflammation. Um, so you, it has to be a little bit higher in order for this to come back as positive, but it's better I think for checking for things like autoimmune disease um, and just seeing how the body is generally functioning. So ESR and CRP pretty much should always be ordered together. Now another thing that you can order and that I would recommend ordering, um, especially if you have thyroid problems, but pretty much for anybody, is something called ferritin. Now, ferritin is not an inflammatory marker in the same sense that ESR and CRP are, okay? It's a little bit different because it's really a way, well, it's called an acute phase reactant, I'll get to that in a second, but generally it's thought of as a way to assess how much iron is in your body. And I know that seems weird. Why would you look at this value, um, something that assesses iron, if you want to check if you have inflammation in the body? Well, it tells you something about your iron status, but it also tells you something about your inflammatory status. So in the set, for, for pretty much everybody, a low ferritin almost always means that you do not have enough iron in your body, okay? It's very sensitive for iron deficiency, meaning there's not enough iron stores in the body. Now for thyroid patients, this is incredibly important. Um, so a, if you order the ferritin and it comes out that it, and it, you find that it's low, well, that's indication that you need to be taking iron to get that level back up. Um, in the case of ferritin, we really want it in the middle. We don't want it too high, we don't want it too low. Now generally that's somewhere in the range of 50 to 70. Um, the reason for that is, Ferritin is required for hair uh, growth. So if you're, if you're suffering from hair loss of any cause, um, it's probably related to your iron in some way. Um, but it's also required in this range for optimal thyroid function. But really where it comes um, helpful in the setting of inflammation is when the level comes back high, okay? Only in the, if the ferritin level is high, it means one of two things. And it could mean you have iron overload, uh, overload, meaning you have way too much iron in your body that therefore the ferritin is high, or it could be inflammation, which is caused because ferritin is also what is known as an acute phase reactant. So if there's any sort of infection or any sort of cause of inflammation in the body, ferritin will spike up real high. Um, but you have to look at it and think, is this iron related or is it inflammation related, which is why you usually almost always wanna get iron studies as well. So you wanna look at serum iron level and some other things. So if you're getting ferritin, make sure you also order your iron because if it comes back high, you have to differentiate, is it inflammation based or is it related to iron levels? But if you also get the ESR and the CRP, you can look and see, well, if ESR is high, CRP is high, and ferritin is high, well, they're probably all related, right? Because they're all kind of pointing to the sign that that is, you are inflamed. Another thing that I will, that I will potentially recommend, not for everybody, by the way, these three, I think everybody should get. If you're looking for inflammation, you want to test for it, get these three lab tests. If you're curious um, and have specific conditions, you might want to consider number four and potentially number five, but I wouldn't say these are required. Now on this list would be antibody levels. And what I'm talking about here is I'm, I'm calling them optional. I'm talking about antibodies, which can indicate that you have an autoimmune disease. So really why I think testing for inflammation is important is especially in the setting of those people who have autoimmune diseases. So if you have these diseases, you can look at the therapies that you're doing to see if your, if your inflammation and antibody levels are going up or down. So if you're focusing on the ESR, CRP, and ferritin, and let's say you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, well, it's good to check your antibody levels and see how they are 
correlating with these inflammatory markers. So I would get it in that setting. If you are just looking to see if your, your health is optimal, just to see where you fit on this, antibodies would not be required um, in that setting, unless you really want to be comprehensive. Um, but I don't think that they're, they're really that required. And then on to number five, we also have some additional tests that you can order. I do not order these very frequently, but if you're really interested in, let's say, evaluating cardiovascular disease and you really want to see how close you are to potentially having a heart attack in the future, you can look at some of these things. So they include interleukin-6, TNF-alpha, and fibrinogen. So these are a little bit more, uh, they're less common, but they, these are cytokines. Um, they tend to be increased and elevated in cases of inflammation, sometimes infections. They're kind of nonspecific as well, but they can help, again, if you're looking to check your cardiovascular status. So that's why I put them kind of as other, not really necessary because if you wanna order high sensitivity CRP, you'll find this um, in this section, you won't have to go to those, but if you really wanna be thorough, you can use those tests. But at the very least, get the ESR, CRP, and ferritin. So that's, uh, these are really the tests that I would recommend if you're serious about checking for inflammation. And I wanna produce this video because um, in the future, I'm gonna be referring a lot to checking for inflammation, and I want you guys to come back to this video and think, okay, this is what he's talking about. He's talking about CRP, he's talking about ESR, he's talking about ferritin. These are the tests that I need to be checking. And you can check these very frequently, by the way. So if you have any questions about these, uh, leave them in the comments below. And otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.